0: We're just going to cover uh, three verses tonight. Um, I hope, I, I really believe that uh, uh, that what the Lord has for us tonight will help you if you'll listen, um, get out of Wednesday night after Liberty mode and to really dial in tonight. I really believe God's got something for us here from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Verse 9, uh, Solomon said this, what prophet hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth. And if you'll turn back, don't do it, but you could turn back to chapter 1, read verse 3. That's almost a word-for-word repeat of what Solomon asked there. And in essence, here's what he's saying. When all is said and done, what's the point of all you've said and done? When all is said and done, what's the point of all you've said and done? And honestly, um, that's really the kind of of outlook, that's what you would expect from a man who has been up to this point living his life or looking at life from what we have called an under-the-sun viewpoint. Uh, He's looking at everything minus God. He's looking at everything from the viewpoint under the sun, and he's not giving any consideration until tonight to anything above the sun or beyond the sun. And you wouldn't expect anything but a fatalistic and pessimistic attitude uh, from someone in whose life at this point there's really no room for divine providence, and uh, so that's kind of his attitude, and that's his spirit in verse nine. But we're going to see tonight that, that he he's he's going to start uh, thinking from a a bit of a different perspective and a perspective that he knows is right. A perspective that's going to include the divine, and going to include the hand of providence and the working of a of a sovereign God and. Uh, We're going to see that because when you begin thinking about things uh, from a perspective that there is divine providence, and there is a sovereign God, and that nothing happens in our life by mistake, and and life is worth living, uh, then your perspective is going to change. And we see this happening in the life of Solomon. And when God enters the picture, here's the first thing that happens, we accept God's plan As a thing of beauty. We accept God's plan as a thing of beauty. Look at verse 10. He said, I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised. Note that word, exercised in it. The word exercised there means to be afflicted. It it means to deal hardly with. And here's the truth tonight, and we all know it, sometimes God does permit life to afflict us and deal with us rather hardly. Amen. Come on now. We understand that tonight. Again, don't make me preach this message twice. We understand tonight that sometimes in His providence, beyond even our understanding, God allows life to treat us hardly. Life is not always easy. Can I get a witness right there? Life is not always easy. But sometimes, life is easy. Sometimes, life isn't any fun. But there are other times when life Honestly, it's a ton of fun. There are times when life is like a bowl full of cherries. And then there are times when life is like the pits. Exactly. The pits. That's the truth of life. But Solomon said, and I love this, God... Makes all things beautiful in his time. Mm. Look at verse 11. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. What Solomon said there, I think, is the Old Testament equivalent or counterpart. To Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. And we're all familiar with that verse. That verse was not a surprise tonight to anybody in here. But here's what we've got to remember tonight, church, that When Paul talks about the all things, he's talking about the good things and the bad things. He's talking about all of it. He says all of it combines together, all of it works together to produce something good. Several years ago, a good number of years ago. As a matter of fact, I can tell you when it was. It just dawned on me. It was in the mid-70s. Two musical notes sent terror into the hearts of everyone who heard them. And they worked their way into the psyche of every American. No other notes in the musical scale speak of fear, terror, and death like these two notes do. They are an E and they are an F. E and F. Now when they were, I've got to take my music up here to play this. When they were first played in a particular score, they were played by six cellos and three basses. And when they played them together, it sounded like this. kids don't know what jaws is be honest it's okay raise your hand be honest liar liar pants on fire mom and dad find that hey you probably don't have to work tomorrow find that have a movie night tonight at your house okay don't do that you know you know how I remember I'm just sitting here, I'm talking to you about this, and I'm saying many years ago, and then it dawns on me, hey, stupid, it was like in the mid-1970s. You know, I know that. (laughs) Because I got baptized in a Jaws (laughs) t-shirt. Honest honest engine right there. I got baptized in a Jaws t-shirt. Say, preacher, what's that all about? Here it is. The E note represents our expectations. Our expectations are all the combined things that we thought life would bring to us. Our dreams, our wishes, our wants, our expectations. Things like a happy home and... A satisfying marriage, and healthy children, and a large salary, and a nice home, and a nice retirement, and whatever else would have been your expectations of life. We all have them. We all have them. And when played by itself, the E note sounds fine. I mean, it it sounds good. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Pleasant to the ear. I mean, I wouldn't want to stay there. But it sounds all right. But then you add the F note of unfulfilled... Or failed expectations. You get that? Expectations, they fail. Expectations, they fail. With me? The failed expectations, the F note of divorce the F note of disease, the F note of job loss, the F note of bankruptcy, the F note of rebellious children. And when those expectations that we've had fail that it creates a monster in our life it creates something that we never expected to live with and we don't want to live with but it happens we have no problem accepting Romans 8:28 when the e-note is playing Yeah, it's good, it's good, all things good, 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 good. But let those expectations meet with the F note of failure. And believe me, we quickly begin to question the validity of Solomon's statement when he said God makes all things beautiful. Because, God, right now, my life is ugly. Everything about my life is ugly. My marriage is ugly. Our family environment is ugly. Our bank account is ugly. The outlook for my health is ugly. Maybe two days ago it was fine. But then it met with the F note of a failed expectation and here we are. And believe me, it can happen in a phone call. How in the world can God make all things beautiful? You with me? Let's take marriage for example. When a young couple falls in love and and they get married, then they are absolutely convinced that God makes all things beautiful. You couldn't convince them of anything different. But they get 10 years down down the line and now they're tripping over kids and their bills are starting to pile up and their job is in question. Things have a tendency to not look so beautiful. Marriage loses its luster. Parenthood is less than glorious. And home building is more sweat than sweet. Many, listen to me, many, many a husband or wife have bailed out of a marriage at that point we all know about them we may have them in our family my brother and i have them in our family not us but our siblings we've had them in this church you've had them in your family you have them at work you Have among those people that you socialize with. What happened? The E note of expectations met the F note of failure. And they said, I'm done. I'm out of here. This is not what I bargained for. When I said I do, (laughs) I didn't mean that. As Christians, listen, as Christians, we must be willing to accept the fact that there will be times of sunshine and there will be times of rain. You know why? Because we live in a fallen world. And this fallen world has a way of absolutely crushing our expectations we must be willing to accept that God will use both the dark and the light when painting the picture of our life and in order listen in order for that picture to be beautiful then it must include all of the tones and all of the colors and all of the depths of suffering as well as joy. E.M. Bounds, who wrote many books on the subject of prayer, once penned this little poem. He said, Why should I fear tomorrow? The Lord directs my way. Why should I Trouble borrow, I live but for today. Whenever I am weary, in God I find my rest. When my path seems dreary, I know it's for my best. When we are faced with the reality of unmet expectations, we have the option of two attitudes. We can allow ourselves to get beat up, or we can allow ourselves to be upbeat. That choice is ours, and ours alone. The perspective we choose will color our life, whether it's beat up or upbeat, It will color our life completely and thoroughly. Our life can include the gentle tones of grace and providence or the harsh slashes of despair and emptiness. But ask Miss Kay to go to the piano. I've asked her to. Play a song for me tonight, and we're just going to listen. Go ahead. play the play it again which one of those you like best the first one or the second one how many of you like the first one best how many of you like the second one best? There you go. So preacher, what's the difference? They sounded alike to me. All right, listen up, Brother Monty. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the first one only had the white keys. The second one had the white keys and the dark keys the first one the first version was all major if you will the second one was major and minor preacher sure watch the point the point is this it takes light music and dark music major and minor, sharps, and flats to make a song sound good. The same holds true in our lives. It takes the good, and it takes the bad, working together to complete the song of our life. And when we allow God in our thinking, then we accept His plan as a thing of beauty. Secondly, we acknowledge God's purpose in light of eternity. Look at verse 11 again. Are you still with me? He hath made everything beautiful in His time. Look at the second part. Also... He hath set the world in their heart. The word world there literally means vanishing point. We might think of it tonight as eternity. Literally, God has set eternity in our hearts. The truth is God has put something of eternity in our hearts that cannot, listen to me tonight, that cannot be satisfied through the experiences of this life. I don't care how how good life gets this side of eternity, there will still be something missing that will only be fulfilled there God has put that in all of our hearts there will always be a longing for something more than we've experienced until we experience eternity (laughs) again even if all of, of our expectations in life were met we would still not be fulfilled Because they would all be of this life. And listen to me. We were not created for this life. We were created for that life. The life to come. We begin to understand all of this. When we quit living... Life solely under the sun. And we begin adopting a perspective of life beyond the sun. And something else that happens when God enters the picture is this. We appreciate God's program as a mystery. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart. Here it is. So that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. God's plan is good. His purpose is eternal. And his program... mysterious no one no one can figure it out I mean listen all of us have probably thought something like this what is God doing what is God doing I don't know about you I was thinking about this today but I'm glad I don't serve a God who I can figure out That would bring him down to my level. That would make him no different than me. I'm glad that I serve a God of eternity. A God that is so incredibly much more than I am. A God that we can't figure out. Canst thou by searching, Job asked, find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty under perfection? And then Paul said this Oh, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out? I know I titled this series Life, How Then Should We Live? But believe me tonight, that doesn't mean that I have all the answers. I stand here tonight as a, a husband and a father, a man, a pastor who has more questions than I have answers about a lot of things. But here's one thing that I, that I rest in. It was said by a preacher of yesteryear. I love reading little quips and things that Vance Havner said. And one of the things he said is this. God writes over some of our days. We'll explain later. God's ways are past finding out. I've been pouring over a, a sermon all week. You've seen a lot of things on Facebook that have been the product of, of that preparation for uh, next week in a revival. The pastor asked me to address um, the issue of our loss of TJ and um, some things that, that we're learning along the way. and So, Lord willing, I preach Sunday afternoon. Um, on how to get through what you'll never get over and that I think is one of those we'll explain it later I mean I could rack my brain from now to the end of my life and never be able to make sense of that Ever. mystery. It's part of the F note of failed expectations. No parent ever has that expectation for their child. (laughs) And our family's no different than any other family. I'm no different than any other father or husband. I can choose one of two perspectives. I can choose to be beat up, or I can choose to be upbeat. And I've already told you, I don't want to be a grouchy, grumpy, crotchety grandpa. I don't want to be somebody that nobody wants to be around. don't I have my moments anybody would Katie has her moments Tiffany has her moments Tyler and I don't know I'd eaten lunch this week and he told me about he recently had a moment Those moments come But it takes the dark and the light. And God's going to make it beautiful in his time. I think he gave us a little glimpse of the beauty of it when Sally got saved at TJ's funeral. That's beautiful. And only God knows what else has has gone on. You know sometimes sometimes life is is like climbing through the clouds in an airplane. When you're climbing, you're climbing, you're looking around and there's nothing but clouds, but you know there's got to be something somewhere. It's not going to be clouds forever. And then boom, you pop through those clouds. And it is absolutely beautiful up there. Absolutely beautiful. There are times that we have to travel through the clouds of hardship. And difficulty. And affliction. Listen to me tonight. If we'll fly by faith. Not by sight, we can believe that somewhere on the other side, that all things are indeed beautiful. So let me ask you tonight where has the E note of expectations and the F note of those expectations failing? Created a foreboding climate in your life. It could be that you expected to be married by now, but it's not happened. It could be that in your expectations you saw a quiver full of children. God had other plans. Maybe what I said earlier about marriage losing its luster, parenthood becoming less glorious, and home building being more sweat than sweet. Maybe that's your reality tonight. But I suspicion. That I'm preaching to a house full of people who somewhere in their life have had to deal with the F of failed expectations. But whatever that is for you tonight, be assured that God can create something beautiful. Beautiful. Out of what appears to be so, so ugly. But understand this. It's in his time. It's in his time. Not our time. Let's pray.